Oh, I did. Did you did you so happen to see uh who liked it? No. All right. Who liked it? <laughs> who liked I'll, it? Okay, I'll tell you that I'll tell you that off air. I'll tell you no, that. No, 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 now I got to now I got to go look up the fucking Oh no, yeah, you can look it up. No, I don't like it. I don't, uh... You're going to laugh. But guys, while Henry's looking up that welcome to what is this? Episode 13 of Till Good Game Doors Part. I don't know at this point. What do you mean you don't know? You don't know what episode this is? Oh my god! Yeah. Of course. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Dude, I. Yeah, we can talk about we can talk about that off air. But <laughs> how you been? I'm man? wide awake. It's I'm been a week awake. since we. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before I ask, how are you? Have to give a big shout out to all the moms, the esports moms, all the moms. Happy Mother's Day! Hope you all are doing well, and uh, yeah, yeah, some happy good food. Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms who support your kids' endeavors to be Whatever pro gamers, be. podcasters, nurses. Fucking, I don't know, Snapchat models, whatever. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to all you guys. Wow, he gave uh, a shout out to the Snapchat models. Shit. You ever thought about that? Like, like there's a lot, like, you know, like there's definitely some moms out there like, yeah, my daughter, my son has a premium Snapchat. He making, she, he, she making that money. I support him you or know, her. It's, it's scary that you bring that up because with this uh, gender bender a, filter. A, Oh, I was because like, Troy so has scary. a premium Snapchat. <laughs> Absolutely not. But um, yeah, how, how you been, man? I have been good. It has been a busy week. How about you? What have you been up to? I've been uh, trying to not kill myself at work. We're working nine-hour days with an extended weekend. And yesterday, they tried to get us to work. 10 hours on an, a day that's already overtime and I was like nah fuck that I'm out like I'm dipping at five uh, but aside from that I'm good <clears throat> there has also been a lot of drama in not like not even the esports community just in like the gaming YouTube community uh, which oh I just I'm really disgusted by it like did you see a lot of those tweets I saw I saw like some the, tweets, but I wasn't 100% sure what it is. I'm not super invested into, like, some of the YouTube people. So update me. What, what was it about? All right. So we have uh, – there's a YouTuber. His name is Pro Jarrett. He does a lot of, like, retro video game reviews and, like, like you know, like, dumb cartoons, like, that are based off of, like, video games and stuff like that. Like, he did a video about the Mortal Kombat cartoon and all that shit. Um, and it came out – well, he came out originally saying – him and his wife were getting divorced, and we were. Everyone was like, "Oh shit, that sucks." And then his his wife came out saying, "Like, well, we're getting divorced because a he's cheating on me all the time, and like on the regular he has cheated on me. He has mentally abused me. He has made me feel like shit. Uh, and I know the person he's cheating on me with. Um, and it's fucked up. And and it, it kind of like." And then, like, it started breaking that, like, he was, like, soliciting stuff from minors and, like, sending nudes and, like, dick pics to, like, minors and shit like that. Like, people that, girls that were, like, 16 that were his fans. And I just got to say, um, Homeboy looks like a fucking lizard. 
Jesus. <laughs> like, I, did, I did see some of his pictures from like articles, but I didn't click on it because I didn't know who he was nor care. But homeboy looks like up. a fucking lizard. And, and this is the biggest thing that I this is the biggest takeaway I learned from that is that like just remember like your idols and stuff like that, like your other people, the YouTubers, the Twitch streamers, whatever you look up to, had they had a past before they popped off. Yeah, like that's a big like, thing. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, he's so, like, he's amazing. He's great. And just general. People and say it's that not about, all, like, YouTube. Yeah. It's also not even about, like, they have, like, yeah, everyone has a past. But, like, at the same time, you got to, like, remember that some of these people have never had, like, this following before. So, like, it kind of changes them to some extent. Or it can change them. Not but really I agree it's, with you. It, like, it, 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 it does reflect on, you know, some of these people are now showing true colors or it's just coming to light. Yeah. And I think, I think when you become like famous, like on YouTube or like internet famous, I think sometimes you learn to hide some of the more, the, the bet, the worst parts about yourself, just because you know that if that shit came out, you would be like, you'd be done. And it's so easy to get canceled on the internet nowadays. Yeah. But it's Um, also, it's easy to get canceled, but it's also for people to, not necessarily forgive, but forget because something else pops up and kind of takes the the controversy yeah, attention yeah. away. So, and a lot of people like end up being like, "Oh, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna sign off, like I'm gonna just have a private Twitter account for like a couple of weeks, and then I'll come back and I'll issue some long ass statement." And because everybody kind of let the heat die down, people be like, "Oh, okay, it's fine. It's not fine. Okay." People are fucked up and you shouldn't let them forget their shit just because they made their Twitter private for a couple days or they like got off social media for a while or they yeah, made some not, like, and not even to say, like oh, video or they made some shitty ass long 15 minute apology video and then say like, I'm going to take a break. I need to sort my shit out. I'm going to come back as a better person. Fuck off. <laughs> well, that that's just damage control. But at the same time, I think like we can't forget that like. Um, and this is not giving anyone a pass to do anything jack, but it's more to say like with how quickly anyone can get famous nowadays, we forget that sometimes that those people are people. So as as like the internet, and it's hard to say because like that's the world now, but like we can't let con- uh, social media control us as much, but that's a different conversation for another time because of how in depth that is, but yeah, but I didn't, I didn't know too yeah. much about that situation. It kind of reminded me of like what happened with Dr. Disrespect, but like he came back and people still watch the stream and love him. But I mean, some people say he fell off, but sort of to some extent, but yeah, nah, man, yeah. he got, he got his own G fuel. He made it. He got his own G fuel and he's partnered with uh like a microwavable instant meal company. So I think he'll is, be fine. Is it Devour? Yeah. Fucking love. Have you ever actually eaten a Devour? I have not. Uh, I ate one one time and I got really, really sick. I almost, yeah. Died? Yeah. Wow. I used to be um, hungry, man. That used to be my thing when I was younger. Did And you got sick? <laughs> no, 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 no. I never got sick, but couldn't really afford them, so I had to steal them, but I won't dive oh too much God. into that. I'm waiting for the, uh, the gamer Insta meals, you know? That's what I think Devourer is supposed to be. 
Is it? Not like an instant meal, but like, hey, you game, you watch Dr. Disrespect, go put this in the microwave and eat it. And it's like, wait, what? There are so many. Like, I'm I, well, I'm waiting for like the the like the like the food for the gamer. Like oh, call wait. like like E like E tray. They just call it like E tray or some shit like that. No, there's there's some there's some company. You, so you you're familiar with uh, what is it? Huel or Hue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something like that for gamers. It's like a gamer meal replacement. Ah, I can't remember who um who it's designed by or what it's called off the top of my head. But there is like a a meal replacement type Hue thing for uh. Market it toward gamers. Oh, if I find uh, it, I'll send you it. I see one called Next Level Meal. I don't know if that's it, but this is like it's like chocolate, like like lemon cheesecake, coconut. This seems more like a like a drink. I'm, a lot I'm of not, lot of, sure. fu- lot of like I I always I, I never understood that why why like game like the e drink companies like really focus. I'm sorry, like the e food products really focused on like uh, drinks. Like, because it's something that you can make that's uh what is it ready to drink or yeah. pour it in water so it's simple easy you can hand it out at events versus like oh you have to do this this and this and it's like you don't have to worry as much about people getting necessarily sick from it so like if you take samples to uh an event and say like if it's a food you don't have to worry about heating it up. It's just like cost. It's easy to market to people who are sitting and you know they need to drink something. So it's like, oh, why yeah, not just make a they, drink? So they get one hand everything. By the way, you ever drank those G Fuels? <laughs> I've only had this. Oh, yeah. You mean the one I got from Paxi's? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only thing they were good. The only thing that bothered me is uh, how much it settled at the bottom of the water bottle. Yeah, like there was a lot of sediment and like uh, minerals at the bottom of it. Just drink your fucking water, guys. <laughs> yeah, really, just water. Just, just by Jaden Smith and Will Smith. They're not this sponsoring guy, shit. He wants that. He wants that shit. I do. I'll make it wide uh, and open. I want to be sponsored by Just Water. Uh, I would like to be sponsored by Fiji. Interesting. Nope. Anybody? That's very bougie for some reason. I love Fiji water. Do you know how much I have a mini fridge in my room and it's just full of Fiji. Interesting. That's not a flex. I just really like Fiji water. Uh, you ready to talk a little bit about esports? <laughs> yeah, of course. You're super bougie, uh, man. You know that? But it's okay. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you and your bouginess. Oh, man. Let's talk. Oh, my God. Where there's do you want to start Rick- on this? I was going to say, there's more Rick Fox updates. It yes, just keeps there coming is more out. Rick Fox. You should know that, like, there's going to be more to this. Like, it, you thought it was just going to be over? No, I just, I, I knew. <laughs> I just, it's just so much stuff. I think, I think it was the fact that it just, the situation itself just happened and we didn't have any information. And now that we know the situation happened, it's like all the information is coming out because it was brought up. Yeah. Like, it's more of just like, more, more is to be revealed. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just, it's just going further down the the rabbit hole of it. So, pretty much, I don't know if most of you saw that. Uh, admits lawyers came out and said, "Hey, he didn't threaten Rick Fox, and we'd appreciate it if you guys stop saying that, 
or our defendant did no such thing. Typical lawyer stuff, right? Well, they lied. <laughs> Plain and simple, they lied. Yep. He did send threats to Rick Fox. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the text message they got leaked was yeah, to I, another I, I, investor. Yeah, I, I have it here. So the so the final chain, the final email in the chain between him and Fox, it's Rosada saying, basically he's saying, quote, there will be no deal on anything. And if Rick does not do his duties, I'll personally fuck him and his family for the rest of my life in any way possible. End quote. Okay, but like, how do you how do you try to pretend like you didn't say that shit? Like, or how do you like to pretend like now that everything's out that you don't think everything that's gonna come out? Somebody's gonna say some shit. Like, there are other investors who definitely don't want to be in the same limelight as you that are definitely gonna like leak shit just so because of purely because of the fact that they're trying to like protect themselves to be like, hey, I'm not a piece of shit, but here's more fuel to prove that this guy's a piece of shit. Also, I have no affiliation with this piece of shit. I think on top like, of it, what makes it like what you just said, people that are associated didn't want to be like, hey, I didn't say this. I did. I did not the bad person. I think when they, they were saying like, hey, it's known that uh, shareholders, excuse me, shareholders were trying to sweep it under the rug. Now they're like, uh, that looks bad on our part. Um, well, because, let's have yeah, the best that we could. Because it look because it's real now because it, it's it's blown up to the point where it's like well shit we should probably say something yeah. um, if if it would have just been swept under the rug or if like if like Rosada just like made like a very swift exit and just kind of left and just like that was it and then Rick Fox stayed at Echo Fox or he still is at Echo Fox but um, if he would if like if all oh, we just went up quickly shareholders would be like okay cool we're in the clear but now it's getting more traction it's getting and people even tmz again talked with rick fox we talked about that last week so now it's like okay now we have to do damage code to show that we're not a part of this and we need to like we need to like pump the brakes on ourselves so that people don't think that we're a piece of the shit too do you um th- okay finish no go go oh i was gonna say do you think that admit didn't leave echo and that was part of like do you think he didn't step away immediately to try to fuck over Rick Fox? Or do you think it was more of like, I want to stay and kind of show like, hey, this isn't like a damage control th- control thing. Because like, no, like you said, I, I feel think like he should have stepped away like right away. I, it think, it was, I like, think it was, a, I think it's a hundred percent a damage culture. I think he's, he's utilizing his PR team so much. Like he hasn't personally entered a statement, but I think he's using his, his PR team so much to try to make him seem like, oh, like, it's not as bad as it seems. Like, yeah, there's some conflict, but you know what? Like, we still have a good friendship. Like, he's trying to, like, win some shit over, smooth some shit out so he doesn't have to get exited. I think that's why he's still staying around. I think that's why he's utilizing his PR team so much because he knows that all this publicity, if he leaves, Echo Fox is going to blow up. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to be, be like, hey, like, I heard this guy left. We'll give you some more money, like, blah, 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 blah. Or, like, we heard this all this shit happened to you. Like, he knows, like, Echo Fox is probably going to blow up a little bit. And he wants to still be a part of it. Yeah. That's why. He's it, trying to it make also it says, like... It also says that um, in the press release, or he, he's been putting out press release uh, praising his business and, like, his entrepreneur behaviorship to kind of negate and minimize the negative press that's been put out about the situation. Yeah, 
he's trying to suck Rick Fox's dick so that he looks better. So it's not like, hey, uh, I know I did all this fucked up stuff, but I swear I'm a good person. Also, Rick Fox, great guy. Really great guy. Super cool. I think he underestimated Rick Fox in regards to how much power he may have well, I think he in also this situation. I think he thought it was going to blow over, and I think he thought like no one was going to blow, uh, make a big deal about it. But then he forgot. It's like 2019. It is fucking 2019, and we're all on board with like standing up for injustices. You know, like yeah. well, not all of us. Not yeah. Fair. So, so apparently he texted another shareholder. I think this. Did they say the name of this uh, shareholder? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. So the, he sent a t- text to investor. David Victor, hmm. um, and it was, I guess it was a heated argument before. Hmm. So this, so this investor is a uh, Jewish, and it looks like they were arguing over maybe money. <laughs> but some of the shit that this guy says is nuts. Like he says, "When I'm done with you, you will wish you were in a camp burning. Fight like- has just begun." <sighs> You fucking can't see that. He had the audacity. So to mind you, the uh, the uh, Victor Victor, or excuse me, David Victor hadn't mentioned anything about this guy's race or anything. And he even responds and says, "I never deframe your religion or ethnicity. Try and have a little class." And then that was his original response. Um, You'll wish you were in a camp burning. <sighs> Then he just says, wait, I'm coming for you and you're fucked. David responds and says, how does it feel to be all alone like a rolling stone? The thing that Emmett responds to with it's insane. He says, let's see what happens to you. A man with nothing to lose is dangerous, asshole. Wave to your grandparents. Fire emojis. And this is a Jewish investor. And mind you, he spelled wave incorrectly, but it might have been autocorrect. But that's not to listen to what he said. But that that's insane. You're going to put fire emojis and tell someone to wave to their grandparents. Oh, God. And now that and like these are screenshots, like. Good luck, bro. That's all I can say to you, like. You're a scumbag. I hope no one ever allows you to invest with them again. And you just go somewhere and live your life like not bothering anyone else. Because we can't we can't say like, oh, I hope you get arrested. Like he didn't um, he didn't really do anything aside from be racist. And I don't think you can arrest people just for being a racist. No, you can't. So like um, yeah, this guy just needs to fuck off honestly and just like Hon- yeah you could yeah you take could, your you millions could. go sit on an island somewhere and just don't bother yeah. anyone ever again just just lay low and that's it call it a day you don't need anything else it's fine whatever uh, let's, but let's, yeah let's, let's, let's that's your weekly Rick Fox update that's your <laughs> Fox Watch <laughs> <laughs> Echo Fox Watch Echo uh, Fox Watch with Troy and Henry. Uh, let's Speaking talk of about screenshots something. and mobiles, hit it. Apex may no. potentially be no. coming to your mobile device. No! Your local iPhone near you. I'm fucking done. What do you think? 
We don't need a mobile Apex Legends. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Like, we don't need it, but this is easily a cash grab for EA. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw respawn in there, but definitely EA because they're the publisher. So, absolutely. Like, uh, it's just. Why can't we just enjoy the game on the PC? Like, why? Uh, well, it's on console as well. I mean, but, yeah, why can't we enjoy it on just like... Well, they're going to throw it on mobile because they want to market to a Chinese audience who will probably spend more money. And on top of that, they can say, hey, we had 50 million uh, players, but now we've increased that with mobile players. And it'll kind of like negate the whole drop off of it on Twitch to some extent um, because they'll be relying on a Chinese market. So they're literally right. just copying the Fortnite formula of, hey, we know China has money. We want it. And they play mostly mobile. But, so okay. let's so, move over there. Something I actually wanted to bring up, and I was thinking about this. Fortnite has a little bit more leeway with, I think, promotional stuff when it comes with like their game. I feel like Apex Legends is in such like their own little box and stuff like that that a lot of the the promo stuff I don't think they're gonna be able to do as well. Like if you think about it, like Fortnite does a lot of like they did the Avengers promo, they did like they had a skin for uh, the the create the K-pop group Icon, they had the Galaxy skin, they had that. How is that gonna? How are we gonna? Like you think? Uh, how do you think? How do you think Apex is gonna do with that? Do you think they're gonna do it at all? Do they think they're gonna, they're gonna be more like PUBG where they just kind of like here's this game on this console. Play it, okay, da-da-da, there you go. Um, because I feel like Fortnite does so well on mobiles because of all those promotional stuff and those and those brand deals that they have. Like, do you think uh you think Apex Legends is gonna do just as well on mobile without those those promotional stuff? Um just as well, no, because Fortnite was able to do it first. So they can always say, Well, we were leading in this. Can they do it and be successful? Yes, because anyone who who hasn't or doesn't partner with Fortnite or Fortnite doesn't fit their branding can go with Apex because Apex, while it's not like realistic, like PUBG and looks um, like, a I guess, a mature game, it still has the friendly kind of cartoony appeal to some extent, like it's a vibrant game. It doesn't look like it's for kids, per se. Um, so anyone who marketing doesn't fit for Fortnite or wasn't able to make a deal with Epic to partner with them, I think could utilize that with, uh, Apex because Apex is still, it's still, it's still new. It's still popular, maybe not as popular as it was in February when it released, but it still has a audience that can be marketed to. Yeah. Yeah. And again, with it being on mobile in China, that's an opportunity for them to work with uh, Chinese companies and promote the game more outside of uh, Europe and North America. Yeah. So I, I think it's just a ploy to EA is like, hey, we see what Epic's doing. We need to do it. We may not be first, but there's still money to do it. Like, there's still money in it, so we can do it. And if we're second, we're still ahead of the curve. Like, if you think about, like, 
again, with Diablo coming to mobile, Skyrim coming to mobile, Epic putting Fortnite on mobile, like... I, I also don't know how Skyrim's going to work on mobile. But anyways, continue. You should read the reviews in the Google store. That's what I did the other day. Not downloading that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm jaded. We'll talk about that some other time. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a super strong push for mobile because it's easier to sell micro can uh, excuse me microtransactions because you can easily buy something and it'll like auto subscribe you to certain things. Yeah, um, everyone has a phone for the most part, and again, China mobile gaming in China is massive, so it's like we're gonna tap and in, tap into a market that we may not be used to or that we're not we never had this type of technology to promote to them before so we got to make money from it you know i was thinking about wasn't there like a uh wasn't there like a homeless player who like was topping in fortnite like and all he did he played on like mobile fortnite was it wasn't there something like that? Am I wrong? I did not hear that story. If it I was, is true, cause I was, it exists. Because I, I was about to make a joke that I was like, I was like, so like a wild homeless dude is just gonna whoop my ass in Apex Legends all the time because <laughs> he's got like a decent smartphone and a Wi-Fi signal nearby. He's gonna whoop my ass all the time on Apex. Hey man, if that can get hey. him a crib and a career, I'm for it. But I'm for it. Shout out to that guy who who may be homeless has a phone because in LA. They give out free phones to the homeless. Yeah. It, it sounds nuts, but with microtransactions in mobile gaming, a US or the Senate is looking to pass a bill to ban loot boxes and microtransactions mm-hmm. in games. Yeah. Uh it's not it's not it's not just to ban those, but it's more to ban the the push for it to be in games marketed toward children. Mm-hmm. Um who are under the age of 18. So essentially minors who might not have a debit credit or, or excuse me, a debit card or credit card. It's to kind of push back because I guess the U.S. government feels that buying loot crates and microtransactions are a form of gambling, which to an extent the loot they crate are. is. or And if it's not considered gambling, it has the same feeling that you get from gambling which is when you win you're super excited and you keep betting and then when you lose you're like damn i lost but i want to bet again it's just like it's just it is essentially gambling because it's a randomized thing because let's think about it the you know if you think about rarity lists like nobody wants white items white items is essentially you losing it's essentially you wasting money on things you could have gotten for free by playing the game yeah uh, like it, it's the same. It's the same thing where you're gambling. It's like you're losing. You waste this money, and you get something that you could have gotten for free. Um, well, the, the it, trash thing about this is games aren't really making a lot of stuff anymore, where you can unlock it through gameplay. And if you can, a lot of games now are using the battle pass, where it's like, yeah, you can unlock it if you play, but you have to pay problem. to unlock it. I mean, I mean, like, uh, like I think the most recent game that like kind of you can kind of earn rewards is like Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 11 dropped, and it's essentially there's an area called the Crypt where you walk around and you use the in-game currency to unlock shit, right? Mm-hmm. 
you could play hours and hours and hours and get money and get the the in-game currency. But the shortcut is, of course, to do a microtransaction and just buy coins. But you can essentially you can grind out, and there's no there's no like way to get it stuff like that. You could just you you can do the shortcut, but you can grind it out. Um, yeah. And I think you are right. There are less games that are doing that. There are a lot more games that are just doing like battle pass type things where it's like, cool, you can unlock this, this, and this, but like you got to pay 20 bucks up front or $5 or wh- however much the fucking, how much is the Fortnite battle pass right now? Was it like $15? Uh, it might be like, I think it's 10 bucks. I think they're yeah. battle passes are usually 10 bucks. But yeah, to it's piggyback a, off what you said. You're essentially subscribing to Fortnite's, to Fortnite's Patreon. <laughs> to, to an extent, what it is is like, hey, pay us for an opportunity to unlock this based on how much time you have, because you have until the end of the season to get to a level uh, 100. And if you don't, you only keep what you unlock. So you're literally paying for the opportunity for how much time you have to play. And if you don't have enough time, they're like, hey, you can buy the first 20 levels or 10 levels of the battle pass. So it's like, oh, cool. You want me to give you $10 and then you want me to give you another 10 or $20 for me to level up on the battle pass. Like what? Mm-hmm. I get it. If you don't have enough time and that's a little quick, little history lesson. Here you go. Microtransactions. Yes. While they were another way for game studios to make additional income off things that they put into a game, they weren't meant to be what they are today. They were supposed to be for the person who does not have as much time to game for them to be able to buy things in the game to assist them with progression to some extent, not like pay to win, but like if you want to unlock something here, you can just buy it straight out because you don't have time to play 50 hours or a hundred hours or whatever it would take for you to get this item. Right. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, you're a nurse you work overnight and you probably sleep most of the day. So you, and you might only have like two days out of the week off and maybe a day and a half. So if you come home and you're like, Hey, I want to play call of duty and I want to un- unlock this skin. But in re in reality, it's going to take you 32 hours. And you're like, I only can play this maybe once and twice a week for maybe three hours, but I really want this. I'm going to just go ahead and pay for it. It wasn't meant to be like, hey, we see that you put 400 hours in and you haven't unlocked this thing. Or, hey, if you want to unlock it, now pay us. It wasn't, there was never supposed to be a paywall of. Hold on. Yeah. I don't even think. think (laughs) Sorry. Technical difficulty, guys. We're still starting, excuse me, recording from Discord. I'm not in New York. Sorry about that. So, back to what I was saying. Pretty much microtransactions were not meant to be this promotion to play or, hey, you have to pay to unlock this. Microtransactions were meant to be, hey, if you don't have enough time to unlock this here, you can pay for it and now have what you want without still having an advantage over other players. Yeah, it was the idea of like, here's a shortcut. You don't need the shortcut, but here it is if you actually want it. Exactly. Um, and, it, and, and, and the shortcut wasn't this. supposed to put anyone at a hindrance. It wasn't supposed to be paid to win. No one was supposed to have an advantage over someone buying something. I think, I think like now we're starting to get to the point where like 75% of like 
the the microtransaction stuff like that isn't so much pay to win it's so much like pay to look better it's like a lot more cosmetic stuff and it's a lot more like hey you want to look cool right and for some reason we as people are dumb people like our skill level does not change just because we have a better skin no, just because we doesn't. have a gold skin but for some reason we're dumb dumbs and we're like yo totally i need that skin yo i'm gonna pay that shit oh i want to unlock that shit oh cool all right well the only way to unlock it oh i don't get it by just playing the game all right cool i guess i'll pay the money like we are dumb people for that well, shit. well now to an extent it's not even about people dumb being dumb it's about publishers pushing it and saying hey don't make it so that they can unlock it by playing they have to yeah. pay for this yeah but whether it be a battle pass or pay for it outright you can't get this by just playing the game not many mm. games do that anymore mm. The person, the the one company that I think does microtransactions well, to some extent, is GTA, and here's why. Oh, with GTA Online, they really promote playing the game, right? Yeah. They yeah. want you to play the game, the game modes, the the interactions in open world, all that. So that's why you have two forms of unlocking things. You have in-game currency, and then you have your online level. So you can buy as much in-game currency as you want to unlock certain things, and that's fine because those things that you unlock with it don't put you at an advantage over anyone else because you purchase them. Yeah. With the level, it comes with what you can unlock, like weapons. You can't have certain weapons until you've hit a certain level. So what they're saying is, hey, play the game level up and you can unlock this stuff you can't just buy a shark card and just think you can unlock everything that's how a microtransaction should work not hey buy this battle pass now you have an opportunity unlock to unlock stuff it's 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 super backwards or it shouldn't say backwards it's manipulative small time podcast comes at large gaming companies for microtransactions no, I mean, I've been saying this before if, I even started if, this podcast, honestly. If, if that's if that's how we, we blow up, fuck it. I'll blow up like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, but that's something that I've been preaching to people about microtransactions for a while now is that the – and again, I get that studios want to make money. They have to make money. Like that's the goal of a company is to make money. Yeah. But if you're making game, that shouldn't be – you shouldn't manipulate the system of, okay, how can we make additional income by taking advantage of people? You should want them to actually play the game. And to some extent, yeah, you are pushing that by saying, hey, you paid $10. You should play this, but not play it because you enjoy it, continue to enjoy it. Or like it's more of like, hey, play this because you wasted money on it. And if you want to get the, the most of your 10 bucks, you should play the game. Yeah, your game should not. You shouldn't have to trick people into paying to play your game. People should want to play your game because it's a good game and they have fun with it. And if they want to give you additional income, they can. It's a very fucked up situation, but what yeah. The fuck are we gonna? So with with the Senate with the Senate uh, trying to put a band on this, I don't know how they're going going to implement it. I'm not mm-hmm. against it. Especially if it's a way to kind of minimize uh, kids getting early gambling addictions. Because, again, it gives you those same feelings 
on what gambling does. But in the article, they updated it. I think it was maybe like a few hours or no, literally 18 minutes after to say that um, the Entertainment Software Association, Association, uh, Association, Association, Jesus, there you go. The video game industry lobbyist group sent over a statement saying that numerous countries, including Ireland, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, determined that loot boxes do not constitute gambling. What do you think of that? Because it's okay. kind of a bullshit. Well, because I remember this was like a whole thing. They were really lobbying in like the European countries to ban loot boxes. And it it's just, it does. There's just... It's just they use so many loopholes in that situation to like be like, no, it doesn't. No, it, look, you just do this and you do this. It's not. You could limit it. Your parent could say no and take your credit card. No, because kids are fucking shitty people. <laughs> Let's look like, up the definition it, of gamble real quick. It's also like not that hard also to like to like know a parent's password and log in for their PayPal account or for their fucking Apple ID. It's not because Apple ID essentially is, yeah, you, you double on an iPhone 10. Let's just say you do a microtransaction on a phone. You do you double click it. It's like, oh, facial ID. Oh, it doesn't work. Doesn't recognize your face. Try again. Oh, it doesn't work. Do you want to enter the passcode, the numerical passcode that you could remember off your parents? Yes, because it's the same fucking passcode that you used to unlock your parents' phone. Am I right? Yeah, same fucking shit. So like, it, the definition like, of gamble. Oh, go ahead, finish. Before no, no, I no, the definition. no, no, hit me, hit me. So hit me with the, definition. the two definitions of gamble verbs. Play games of chance for money bet. That's one. The second one, take risky action in the hope of a desired result. That's literally what a loot box is. A loot box is literally that. But you know what? Fuck off. I'm going to go log into Overwatch now and put $50 on a bunch of fucking loot boxes and hope I get that goddamn mercy skin. Can't you just buy it outright? Yeah, you really can't, but you got to get should, the coins. But you don't you, like, you, get the, you, don't you, like you get the enjoy coins? Uh, Overwatch? You want to know how you get the coins? By playing? No, by getting loot boxes. Can't you get loot boxes by playing? Yes. So are you saying Blizzard doesn't actually promote you to play their game? Yes. But you really want that Mercy skin. Yeah. Do you feel conflicted? Yes. Well, too bad. You're not a miner, so you can't. So take know. all my money. Yeah. This, also, this ban is, won't apply to you. Also, real quick, uh, speaking of Overwatch, since we talked about it, shout out to San Francisco Shock for winning the Stage 2 Finals against Vancouver Titans. Uh, congratulations. A, a quote-unquote American-based team finally won. Well, no, actually, LA Valiant won last season, but a, a good American-based team won uh, a Stage Finals. So, congrats to you guys. Okay, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Didn't New York win a stage finals? <sighs> Fuck, you're right. But they're right. That, that doesn't count. <sighs> <laughs> I only brought that up because you had that tweet about the Titans saying something about New York being like, hey, we beat you guys. They were, yeah, it was uh, It was like the best, uh, the, the, sweetest, the sweetest bite comes from taking it out of like the Big Apple. And I was like, I was like, first off, all the players aren't even, all the players are first off from LW Blue, which was a Korean Apex team. God damn it. <laughs> and he's like, why are you guys taking shots at New York? Your former runaways. God. 
And he's like, why are you guys taking shots in New York, man? I love this place. Don't do this. I love this place. Don't make me like literally New York is becoming a New York Excelsior is becoming like every other New York team now. And I hate it. Wow. Like, they, yeah, <laughs> they become they're like they have moments where they're like, yo, New York is popping off. Yo, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Eventually, they're going to be the New York fucking Knicks where we're just like, well, we're here. They suck, but we're here. You know what I have to say to that? What? Welcome to the club, buddy. Now you know how DC sports feel. <laughs> yeah. No, you uh, aren't the Capitals like mad good. You got that hockey Fam, team. They just won the Stanley Final Cup last year and got knocked out. What in the second round or the first round of the playoffs this year? No, they're not that great. Okay, they troll. They do this but every they, year. But they won the Stanley Cup Finals. You just said that. That doesn't count. Like I. I don't want to say it's a fluke, but it's kind of a fluke. If you look at our if you look at our past Stanley Cup playoff runs, come on. Vegas Knights went to the playoffs twice and made it to the Stanley Cup finals in their first year of creation. And we beat them. Come on. Granted, they got knocked out first round. No, second round. First round. One of the rounds. This this year too, but still. Wow. Yeah. So I just want to say welcome to the club. And that earlier, my transition to Apex Legends to mobile was trash because or no, my transition to the the bill was trash because I skipped over the fact that Ghost Gaming dropped their Apex Legends team. Yep. You you just didn't you just glossed over that. No, it was just a piss poor transition but I'm, I'm not always reading the docket who reads the docket I'm not always leaving the docket let's get into this right so Pesh tweets and says left ghost gaming looking to represent a new organization for mm-hmm. up and coming apex legends event mm-hmm. then he tweets after and says clarification we were kicked from ghosts for their disbelief in the game's success as an esport. This wasn't a choice. Your thoughts, sir? It's the idea. Well, it's it's fuck, and I really don't want to sound like a douche when I say this, but it's I we called this was gonna happen though, right? Didn't we say that we were gonna say like all these people were like going to be desperate. They, oh, we're going to make this esports team. We're going to make an Apex Legends team, and da 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 da. Didn't we say there was going to be some organizations that were going to be like, "Hey, maybe this isn't going to work," and then that kids were going and people were going to get fucked over. Didn't Did, we say this? We. I don't remember if we said this. it on the podcast, but we definitely said it. I think we might have said it on the first episode, but we said that all these people were going to rush, 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 rush to get these fucking um, like esports teams ready. And they, and then suddenly, I eventually these organizations were like, wait, will this really work? Like, there's really no set thing. There's really no, oh shit, there's, there's, there's nothing. Well, huh. well, again, he said that he's looking to represent an organization for up and coming Apex Legends events. Only yeah. a real event that I think we've had is, again, Code Red for Dr. Disrespect and Twitch Rivals. Yeah. yeah. Apex has also put out conflicting information where they're saying, hey, we could be an eSport. And then they'll put out something else that says, hey, we don't really know about eSports. 
We don't know if that's what we're aiming for. So either their intentions are to be an esport or to be the casual competitive esport of what uh, Fortnite is. And I think that's part of the reason why they want to go to mobile. Because if you think about it, for Fortnite, anyone can make those events. Anyone can compete and enter the World Cup. It's not, hey, you're a part of this organization. Hey, you're a part of this league. Come be a part of the World Cup. Anyone in the world can be a part of it, right? Yeah. So that would be an appeal to a publisher like EA, again, who's potentially planning to bring this game to mobile. Hey, why not market to as many people as possible? Get them to buy stuff in-game. That's more profit for us. We don't need to feed into the esports thing because we see that it's not needed. Just look at Fortnite. Let's copy what they're doing. Fucking said it. We said that Apex was not gonna. Oh, we said all this. I won't. I won't say that. Talking. That's the thing. I won't say that Apex will not work as an esport. I think people were just too quick to. Well, too too quick to classify it as to find a way to make it into an esport. Like, let them like if they want to make it there into an esport, let them fucking do that on their own. Don't like force the issue. And we talked about this, and now fucking kids are getting thrown off their teams because people don't believe in them. And guess what? I'm not gonna say I told you so, but he told you so. He told you so. Fucking. I think it's also a thing of like Overwatch, right? <clears throat> maybe they didn't. Maybe they wanted it to be an esport. But they didn't expect the game to blow up as much as it had, right? So maybe yeah. what they were doing was like Overwatch. Hey, we're putting out this game. We know it could be an esport. A bunch of people are gonna look in, look to invest in it, and people are gonna drop whatever game they're playing to try to go pro in this, like they did for Overwatch. They probably started to develop some esports e- e- plan. Yeah. Saw what Fortnite did, and then said, "You know what?" scrap that we're doing plan b right Mm. and now people are in limbo like they were with overwatch because remember for a long time people knew overwatch esports were coming but it just took forever and then people started like speculating like maybe it's not gonna happen maybe blizzard doesn't actually want this to be an esport and then boom we got overwatch league so it could be that they're taking the overwatch route or they really just scrapped the plan and said, hey, we're going to take the Fortnite route. And I think with it coming to mobile, that's exactly what they're going to do. And it'll be marketed so that it's appealing more to the casual audience and that they have more people that they can fish money out of their wallets. I think that's exactly what EA is doing. Now, I don't know if that's what Respawn wants, but it seems as <clears throat> if that's what EA is doing. Mm. So yeah, that's all I got. Pesh, I'm sorry you guys got dropped. Yeah. Esports organizations, to some extent, probably don't have full faith in it. And this is what I brought up with uh, Leonix when I said, hey, why do we see so many people just signing players before a scene is even established? And he had a great answer, which was, hey, we want to get in and get the best players while we can, because if this takes off, we want to have the best players and win tournaments but at the same time you're at the mercy uh, well he didn't say this part but at the mercy of the publisher because 
yeah, people can say they want an eSport, but because, at this point, if they're not putting money behind it, you're not getting it. That's because you end up sitting on, on those players and like you're just in there like waiting and you're like, oh God, I really hope this fucking takes off because yeah. I don't want to drop these people. And, and Leonic said it really nicely, or he said it very well when he said like, I want to invest in players and I don't want them... I, I want to give them a future and I want them so that they'd be able to live. And I think that's great. But there are some organizations that aren't like that, that are just willing to just be like, all right, bye. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think with a game like apex, it's not like something like smash where it can, can succeed without the backing of like Nintendo, because again, you can just plug it in, play it and you're playing head to head against someone apex. You need lobbies. You need X amount of people. And that doesn't exist to the mass public for everyone to be able to do. I think with the last Twitch rivals, they had like a private server, but I'm pretty sure they got that through the developers or publisher somehow. Not every yeah. TO is going to be able to get that. So how do you push something to be an esport when what you need to build the structure of an esport scene is not there? There are yeah. no private lobbies. You can't just go to Apex and be like, hey, we want to host this tournament. You have to have a way to get that private lobby. To, to close that out, I think Apex is taking the route of Fortnite because they saw how much money came in from it. And I think I'm not 100% sure because we can't see what their current current player base is. If they still currently have more players than Fortnite, it could work. But I, I just, I don't see, I see it being number two to Fortnite with that mm. model, plain and simple. Yeah. While we're on Fortnite, Something that we missed last week because we just didn't have time to go over. Epic acquired Psionics, yeah. the creators of Rocket League. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I think it was super smart. The biggest reason I think it was super smart because Epic now has a game that they can say under their belt that they can say, hey, we support esports. But it also helps because it brings another developer to the Epic Game Store. Yeah, it, and um, it's a large enough game where people who haven't bought it can still go and buy it because because it's speculation that it's going to get take taken off of that you won't be able to purchase it on Steam at some point in the near future. Right, because it's going to go to the Epic Games Store. Which uh, didn't we talk about how Epic Games is no longer putting Borderlands Three on the exclusively on there? No, and that's something I actually missed. Yeah. Wait, didn't we? Wasn't it in our docket? No. We discussed that Epic, that Borderlands would be going to uh, Epic Store for ex exclusivity. But I don't think we ever discussed that it was taken away, that that wasn't going to happen anymore. Here. But if that's the thing, I can see why. Again, with Epic, what was it like? Tw Epic only wants 12% of the revenue from developer sales, right? That was the yeah. big thing on why it was going to be exclusive. Yeah. Gearbox um, was going to be like the spearhead for that. So the update on it was uh it's the P like it's going it's not going to be it's going to be exclusive only on PC. Uh for PS4 and Xbox it's going to be available normally, but for the PC version it's going to be exclusive until April uh 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no that's, that's yeah. what we discussed that that Yeah on console or excuse me on pc that it was going to be exclusive for epic uh a certain amount of time for epic and you couldn't buy it yeah. through steam yeah we didn't know the like the the what's it called the um 
like the time limit, right? Uh, I think at first they they had just said six months. Yeah, but the thing with it is Gearbox is supposed to be the spearhead for that. So what they're trying to do is push for more developers to move over to the Epic Game Store for the sole yeah. purpose of they won't be taking as much money from uh, you as oh, Steam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. CEO Tim Sweeney, Epic Game Store will hastily retreat from exclusive if Valve changes revenue model. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I read that. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, yeah, let's get back to let's get back to <laughs> Rocket League on on, on Epic. Yeah. Um, so I I think this is a follow up from Borderlands being an exclusive to some extent. Is hey, we've been on Steam for so long, they've been taking thirty percent. If we move over here, any of our new player base, we won't be losing money on those sales. Again, right. Rocket League is super massive, and the fact that people who bought it on Steam will still be able to play and get updates and have some support for it. I don't think this changes much, but I think it does from an esports perspective where if it if more casual watchers of Rocket League decide, hey, that was actually pretty cool. I want to go home and play it. Instead of going to Steam and those, you know, 30% of that sale being taken, they now only have, I think it's 12% which Epic is taking, I think it's part of that. But I think yeah. they're using the esports side of it as the kind of the appeal. And I think with Epic, they actually want to know how to do esports because I don't think they're doing that with Fortnite. Um, again, it, it's it's not an exclusive esport like where, again, anyone can play in the, the Fortnite World Cup. It's not exclusive where like, Halo or Call of Duty where you have to like go out to these events and compete with a team and establish yourselves in the scene. Anyone can make it into this Fortnite World Cup. Um, And I think Epic would like to secure a developer who's familiar with esports in case you know they want to rev up for Fortnite esports and make it a, a, a concrete thing. Yeah. Um in case of uh in case they want to make us play against people in rocket league again at a after party sorry sorry what i didn't say that again. i didn't say that why'd you have to bring that up tilted fully tilted move it on <laughs> yeah I, I think it's a i think it's a smart move for both of them um i absolutely think it's a smart move and i definitely agree with you the, the idea of that now we're sort of going to consult somebody or uh, a company that has dealt in esports and if you want to um, I think it's definitely a smart move. Um, yeah. So, final okay. topic of the day. Topic of the day. Riot. Yeah. Okay. Riot hey, had a walkout. Hey, 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 hey. Remember remember when, like, all that shit came out about sexual allegations and then they fucking riot distracted you with KDA and everyone was sucked KDA's dick for a while and pretended like, no, there was no allegations, there was no sexual allegations. And now guess what? That shit passed and now it's back. Fuck yes, I'm for it. I'm sorry. I just got real hype. I'm sorry. What, sorry. It, is that what KDA was for? It was a distraction? You don't, that, you don't fucking think that. You don't think that. I don't play League anymore, so I don't know okay. when KDA okay. actually came okay. out okay. Okay. in okay. regards okay. to those allegations. Okay. So all the allegations came out, and like I'm going to say within like two weeks, KDA dropped. Everyone forgot about that shit. Everyone. And you know, like everybody That's was insane. just insane. Like, think about that. Everybody was like, oh, cool. Like, 
oh cool a song that empowers women it's about blah 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 and like there's cosplay of it and and this the the art that well Jesus, the art director that was involved was like this and this and this uh was a female and like whoever did the designs and shit like that and there was so much push for it and now suddenly it's like like everybody forgot about it and then now i'm really glad that now that shit's died and now that like all riot employees are doing a walkout um against wow. all this type of culture and i'm really happy about that riot pulled a donald trump riot definitely pulled a donald trump <laughs> because again again i stopped playing league right so uh, I didn't pay any attention to when that KDA thing dropped. Like people, I just saw people talking about it. Yeah. And cosplay popping up, but I never played paid any attention to when, like the time frame of it, based upon the allegations of riots work culture. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, and uh, and that's why I'm for it. That's why I'm a hundred percent for it. So, but riot thought they were slick because I guess how they try to follow up with it blowing back up is um, filing for what was it? A motion to prevent people from coming out and saying what happened to them at the company, or they had to go and consult someone else legally to say what happened. And some of the employees were like, nah, fuck all that. I had a walkout. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think this was the first walkout within the game uh, industry ever, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising to hear, but not surprising to hear because, again, the game industry is a white male dominated industry and it has been for so long. And now that we're in 2019, where diversity and you know, push for equality for everyone. It's it's not surprising that this came out and that it's being public uh, publicized. I mean, there's there's a lot of people walking out like saying they're leaving because they don't want to see the people that are um, like people that have sexual harassed them being protected by upper management in riot, and they're leaving because of that. And, and it comes full circle. It's the idea of like you have these people who were probably fucking sociopaths before uh, they popped off or they got these jobs working for Riot and became popular and stuff like that. And they kept and like they did that shit on the low key, but they had this front that they were like very friendly and stuff like that because they are quote unquote gamers and therefore the gaming community. And and you hide behind that, so you seem like you're harmless, but behind the scenes you're a piece of shit. And I think it's and I'm and I'm so happy that people are walking out on this. Yeah, and apparently Riot was saying like they, that people were being forced into a forced arbitration. Let me look that yeah. word up because that's a big word and I've never used before. The use of an arbiter to settle dispute. So essentially, a third party comes in and says, "You're wrong. They're right. Sign this paper. All right, they win." Yeah. And the employees of Riot were like, nah, you're going to settle this between us. And apparently uh, new hires will have the option to opt in or out of that. And for, uh, previous employees will, it's 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 a, a current discussion to say, hey, you can opt out of it 
or not, you have to stick by this because it's in your contract. Only new hires will have the option to opt out, which is kind of jacked because it's a benefit saying like, hey, if you knew we want to protect you, but also keep you quiet. But if you were here before, like, nah, you got to stay completely quiet. You ain't saying shit like, mm-hmm. nah, it's kind of mm-hmm. sketchy, right? Yeah. And some of the employees apparently were scared of reality, uh, retaliation, even though Riot said, hey, no, nah, it's cool, guys. Do your walkout. We're not going to retaliate. Call them bullshit. They're probably going to try something. And even yeah, the people who were part of it were like, nah, we're gearing up because even though they said that, this is still our job and we're scared that they're going to do something. So we have something planned just in case they try to retaliate. But they said they wouldn't. They said they wouldn't, so we hope they stand by their word. They won't. Legally, behind the scenes, they're going to try something. I don't know what it is, but it's a game studio, and when it comes to people speaking out about against stuff, that's their bread and butter. Why do you think you see so many lawsuits within the game industry? Or... They're just going to release some other bullshit like K-pop themed uh, song theme song and everyone's going to forget about it. Bop, bop, bop. I hope they don't do that. That's I'm ca- First off, I'm calling that shit out on people. I'm calling all the people out who were who fucking ignored the fact that Riot had a bunch of like and I, and, I, and I could see her face on my Twitter. I could see her face because my Twitter is up and I see it and I know her and I'm talking to her personally while you fucking promote the shit out of Riot. <laughs> Jesus. But you knew some shit was going down. You didn't say shit. Y'all just pretended like you were into KDA. But y'all could have spoke out against that shit. But none of y'all did. I don't care how good KDA is. Like, y'all had... Nah! <laughs> and and it's kind of funny, like you said, because it's like, what if that... What if it wasn't actually meant to be a distraction? Hear me out. Hear me out. What if it wasn't no, meant true, to be a distraction? Canceled. No, no, no. Listen. What if it was? Nah, what if it was their way of like, hey, this is how we're gonna promote women, and people were like, yeah, and then it started to work as the distraction, and they were like, all right, let's run with it, let's just keep it going, because like they forgot, or you don't think Rod's that smart? You think nah, it was a, or excuse me, are too smart? It was like, yeah, distract them, drop the K-pop. It just seemed way too convenient. Like, don't you think? It's just too convenient. All this shit came out, and then they were like, hey, here's KDA, and then fucking people ran with it. People were doing cosplays, dance covers, music covers, and everybody forgot about all the allegations. Oh, my. They used y'all's own weakness against y'all. Yes, you guys. K-pop is evil. You guys use K-pop. K-pop is evil. I run a K-pop podcast, and I can can definitely admit that there are some evil people in K-pop. This is exactly what you said in episode like two or three when you're like, yeah, K-pop is toxic. Super toxic toxic culture. Oh, you, these Koreans got y'all walked up. (laughs) They got y'all out here singing and dancing and being on Twitch trying to copy the dance moves. Meanwhile, Riot's out here getting away with the fuckery. Yeah. This is super interesting. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it oh, uh, yeah. it makes so much more sense yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are you trying to ah? Uh, you see? Dang, you K-pop see? out here being evil, and it's not even their own doing. Bam. So, you guys, I want to bring up one more topic. 
Not our final topic. Not that big. But that was our big topic of the day. <laughs> Yeah, some of them. As you can tell, the more the more passionate I get, the more I yell into the mic. Is the <laughs> you can tell it's probably the bigger story for me. So some of you may know Slasher. If you don't, go follow him. All. Big esports guy, uh, yeah. pretty much historic esports guy. Always um, breaking the news about uh, about um, Overwatch League shit, like constantly. True, he does. Also, he is associated with that a lot. Also, bought him a drink one time. Oh, did so. you? He was like next to me and like at, at like an NYXL thing and like he was trying to order and I was just like, hey, because the bartender knew me because I tipped him really well. And like he came over and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever he wants. And for me, you get to serve my tab. And he was like, hey, really? I was like, thanks. He was like, yeah, cool. Thanks. And then we like cheers. And he was like, all right, thanks, man. He's like, you're here for the day. And we talked for like two seconds. And he was like, all right, I got to go back up on the stage. Thanks, man. Like, have a good one. I was like, cool. Thanks. So did you guys introduce each other? So like to each other? Oh, well, he was just like, hi, you know, da, da, da. I was like, I know who you are. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Henry. Cool, cool, cool. This was like, this is before we started the podcast. This was like, what, two years ago or a year ago? Oh. Uh, they're like season one of Overwatch League. He's going to say, you know, you should hit him up. Tell him, come on. Guys, have some great talks. Well, I fucking wish. I'm trolling. Um, but yeah, he tweeted and was like, hey, I spoke to Chatter Esports on Activision. Oh, excuse me, Activision. What the fuck is that? Activision and Blizzard franchising Call of Duty. He stated, by the time the first season starts next year, I expect FaZe, Optic, and 100 Thieves to all be there. And Active Vision Blizzard needs them to be. He continued and said, FaZe and Optic and 100T have the leverage in negotiating with Activision Blizzard, who need them for Call of Duty to succeed, but will still end up paying tens of millions of dollars mm-hmm. Activision Blizzard needed Twitch for the first season of Overwatch and Twitch still paid them 45 million a year yeah <sighs> he continued with one other tweet that said when it comes down to the key difference between esports and traditional sports and video games or excuse me is video games are owned intellectual property no matter how much collective power the community may have, including big names and companies, in the end, they will bend the knee. What Ooh. are your thoughts? Ooh. It's a lot, right? Take it. A lot to digest. I just I want to. I want to bring. So why why you collect your thoughts, right? I first want to state an apology because on the last episode. I said that Team Envy was not a legacy team. I used the wrong wording when I said that. I should have said, while a legacy team does not have the strong standing as the other teams that were mentioned. They are a legacy team. They've been around COD, I think, since like 2007. Yeah. They are a legacy team, but even, even being a legacy team, I would say that they still don't have the the fan base of what you would think of a legacy team. Say, for example, FaZe, Optic. And I'm going to say 100T, 100 Thieves, not because the, the organization is legacy, but because Nadeshot is a legacy player of Optic, and a lot yeah. of Optic fans are fans of 100T. Yeah. So... 
I apologize to Envy for saying you guys weren't a, a legacy team. You are a legacy team. Just probably not with the the massive following that people think outside of what Dallas Fuel, because yeah, Overwatch so, League. So, so but yeah, your okay. thoughts on the tweet? So I think I think especially Optic and and a hundred thieves need to be in you know CWL. You know, mm-hmm. um, they they need they also need it because like. Opti- like especially with Overwatch League, Optic was one of those teams where it was like when somebody was like, "Yo, Optic's getting in this shit." Okay, it's real, and they're like, "All right, they have the Houston Outlaws, whatever, and stuff like that." They're not a great team right now, but when they first joined, it was like a big deal for that. Like it was like, "Shit, we have like a legit, uh, we have a legit like organization like putting money into this." Like, and other teams I think joined because of that. A hundred Thieves right now is hot. Let's be honest, they're hot. Yeah. Everyone 100%. fucking fucks with them. Everyone fucks at hundred thieves. You need that kind of that publicity, especially for sure. COD. Sure, yes, Phase Two. All right, I'll admit I'm not the biggest Phase fanboy. I'm not the biggest Phase fan, but you need these core teams because you need that. Not only, you need it because it brings you, it brings in people and it brings in other organizations that want to invest and want to and want to join the league and want to give you money. And so I agree with Slasher, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm in agreement with him too, because um, pretty much like what he said, these are legacy teams with big Call of Duty followings. If they're not in the franchise league, what purpose does fans of Call of Duty or fans of these organizations have to watch Call of Duty if they're not in a franchise league for a game that they literally have built their entire organization off of? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. And he's right. They do have leverage over Activision to get into the the league probably without even paying and maybe Mm. getting paid for it. Mm. I think what the problem is, because outside of Optic, FaZe and uh, 100 Thieves don't have Overwatch League teams, again, with the following and, and them being legacies for Call of Duty, I still think they have enough leverage over yeah. Activision without having an Overwatch team. With Opic is different because they like you said, they have a hundred or excuse me, they have outlaws. Yeah. But we can't forget that Optic might get outbought by Immortals. Yeah. So that's a completely new branding. And Optic can essentially or excuse me, Immortals could essentially buy out Optic drop outlaws so that they don't have conflicting uh what is it the conflicting teams rule which i don't think they will but and then just be like okay well we don't have them anymore but here's our call of duty team because we were already a part of overwatch league so we're just bringing the optic brand under us yeah so for the optic players it works but for Blizzard, you lose out on the Optic fan base. Yeah. Because Optic could potentially dissolve. Yeah. Now, will we see a recreation of Optic? Probably, that, if they can bought like, out. That's like a time will tell kind of thing. Yeah. But the thing is, I, is if you decide to rebuild Optic, 
how many of those people are coming back knowing that it's just a rebuild and, and they might not even be able to use the optic name if some of the yeah. the legal stuff goes right. Immortals will then own the name Optic. Yeah. So what do you rebrand as and come back? You can't be Optic Gaming. So it'll be super interesting to, to see. But I thought I needed to bring that up because that's the first thing that I thought about when I saw the teams that signed to the Call of Duty Franchise League was yeah. what happens to FaZe, what happens to Optic, what happens yeah, yeah, yeah. to these legacy people who aren't in Overwatch, but are literally keeping Call of Duty alive. Yeah. I hey, think it'll uh, be super interesting to see. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, Hector, <laughs> Hector Rodriguez, the owner of the of Optic. Hey, if, 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 if the money's good, just go. Just take it and run. Go retire on an island. I love you. You deserve it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But Mortals uh, wants to buy you. Honestly, take the money. I think if he did it, I wouldn't even be mad to some extent because it's kind of like any other company. Hey, I built this up. I decided I want to sell it. It's not on anyone else's accord. I did it because I wanted to do it. If he takes that route, cool. He could always yeah. just come back and people are going to know him as Optic. Like he is Optic because he puts himself out there as that. He is his brand. Yeah, I think some people will just take it wrong and I'm not going to say that they're wrong, but I can see people that leaving a bad taste in people's mouth. Like, wow, you just gave up optic. It's like, why? You could have done so many th- other things well, with it. I mean, it's also the idea of it's like whatever you can build, you can always tear down, tear down and rebuild. Yeah. Always, and that's why I said, always- I think he could come with another org. It would just be is optic fan base transferable to whatever else you're doing yes you're gonna have those solid people who are there for you yeah but i think also like it's the idea of also it's the thrill of like rebuilding and rebranding and making something new again i think and i think bringing new fans is is also going to be a dope experience if if this ever happens it's all speculation but if it ever happens that's 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 how i feel about it if you're going to sell something and then you're going to come back and rebuild and build something brand new fuck yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think and I think that's the appeal of it. I think the appeal of of rebuilding and climbing a ladder again is is finding new things and finding new people, finding new outlets. So yeah, yeah. I can't like you said. I can't really see him like retiring, going to an island just yet. Um, he, like you said, if he rebuilds, if he doesn't make himself, I don't know if you can hear that train. But that's I actually nuts. can. Yeah, I wow. can actually. So, yeah, I live across from a train station, kind of, sort of. That's going to be in the recording. Cool. We record We record <laughs> in New York City all the time, so it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can't see him just outright retiring. He will probably do something behind the scenes. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if it, if Optic does get bought out, if Immortals decide to keep keep him. Kind of how, you know, uh, Noah left, so mm-hmm. it, Hector could take over that role of "Hey, I'm the face of this org, right? Like I'm, yeah, I'm that guy. It's not optic, but I'm the face of this, and I know how to grow something and yeah. build it. It could, it could happen. Yeah, but we shall see. 
Anything else you want to add or no, I, that we missed know, on we the have, docket? I think uh, I think some of the stuff there's some other stuff on the docket, but I think it's stuff that we can either push back or we really don't gotta dive yeah, some, into. Yeah, some of it is a super super deep dive to dive. Yeah, and and like yeah. It, it it's a broad. Yeah, and of like, course conversation. Of course, if there's always stuff you guys want us to talk about, you guys can always tweet at us, and we could definitely get into it a little bit more if you guys want. And you, you can guys tweet know us our at socials. Till Gigi, do us part. Yeah. Uh, Again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're good. So, to conclude this podcast, we learned today that Riot is evil. No, no. Well, Riot is scumbag, but K-pop can be used to manipulate the mind and is evil. What is that? K-pop is evil. Oh yeah, K- K- K-pop is evil. Um, Watch out. And on top of that, I want to say with K-pop being evil, make sure you check out Old Men of K-pop. Hey! <laughs> if you're uh, a fan of K-pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you'll hear me say the same shit on that podcast too. I'll talk about how much I love a song, but I'll also talk about the amount of sexism and racism there is in K-pop. But anyways, guys. And make sure you go so check much. out our previous oh, episode yeah. of Leonix and our archives. With that being said, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And until get get good, good, good <laughs> fucked it up. Oh, it up. You uh, wanna let me do the outro? You cut me off, and now guess what? You fucked up the uh, outro. Congratulations, you I'm played sorry. yourself. And until good game do us part, we'll talk to you on the next episode. Henry, Please. do your out. Do your outro. No, that was my, I, you. I was gonna do. This. Oh, I stole your shine. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Do it for the people. You're more lively than I am. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And until good game do us part, we'll see you next time.